When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reese Witherspoon was in the room mm. and Lucy had done her media she'd done her big big dissertation on feminism and Legally Blonde and so she went up and actually gave her the dissertation to wow. Reese Witherspoon and said I did a dissertation on your work on Legally Blonde and I think you're amazing. And uh, so Reese Witherspoon, who's just obviously a consummate professional and super polite and wonderful and all the rest, goes, oh, thank you so much. Smells it and goes, is this scented? (laughs) (laughs) And Lucy goes, yeah. That's amazing. You can check that online. It went viral and then everyone retweeted it. It was this whole thing. Hello, thanks for listening. In our studio today, we have Ali. Hi. And Ali. Hello. And Kobe. Hello. And we are reviewing Legally Blonde. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello and welcome to this episode of FlixWatcher Podcast. In our studio today we have Ali and Ali. This isn't going to be confusing at all, we can assure you. Um, if you would like to say hello and tell the listeners a little bit more about what you do and your interests. Hello, I'm Ali Wybrew um, and I'm a huge Bill fan. I used to work for Empire Magazine where I met this Ali um, and yeah, now I make uh, creative content for various film companies. Nice. Uh, my name's Ali Plum. Um, I used to work at Empire Magazine where I met this Ali <laughs> and oh, I, I now work at BBC Radio 1 as their in-house film person. But you do a few FFP podcasts as well. Yeah, I have my own, I have my own podcast, um, uh, BBC Radio One Screen Time, uh, but that's about it, really. I mean, I mean, I wish I was on more. If you'd like to get me on your podcast, please do contact me on Twitter. Well, you guys used to. Did, were you on um, Empire Film Podcasts? Oh yeah, not, no, I was. I was sadly not invited on there, um, but it was a very yeah, it was very good. Yeah, yeah, no, I used to edit and produce that. Yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I did did the old Empire podcast. Long time ago, when the world was young. When the world was young. But I mean, it's still one of my favourite podcasts, and a shame you guys aren't uh, still a part of it. But I'm, I remember going to the first, well, there's a 100th episode at uh, the Prince Charles Cinema, where Ice Cube turned up. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was on stage. Good times. He posed for a lot of photographs after that. Very bizarre day. Right. In a great way. Uh, so we're talking today about Legally Blonde, which is your choice, Ali. It is, yeah. Brew. And... Um, Can you tell us why you chose it and give us a one-minute synopsis? 
Well, I'll give you the synopsis first. Sure. Um, it's the lovely Reese Witherspoon plays Elle Woods, who um, is ostensibly a young lady who has it all. She's the president of her sorority. Um, she's got a lovely little uh, chihuahua called Bruiser. And she's got the dream man in the form of Warner, uh, played by Matthew Davis. Um, and the only thing she really wants is to get married. And she thinks that's going to happen. He's going to pop the question at dinner. Uh, and lo and behold, he actually breaks up with her. And from that mo uh, moment on, she uh, wants to prove to him that she is good enough for him. So she follows him to Harvard Law School to prove that she's got the brains, not just the beauty. Nice. Uh, why did you choose it? Um, I picked this film because uh, when it came out, it was so not my sort of film. Right. Um, I was trying, I, was, I think I was 16 at the time, and I thought I wanted to avoid anything pink and girly, and that wasn't me at all. And I did actually see it uh, when I was in my 20s, and it really surprised me. I thought it was so great. Mm. Um, but I, I hadn't seen it since then, so I was keen to revisit it and see, you know, how it held up now. So what is what was your sort of film at 16-year-old? I was trying to be very cool. I had two older brothers, so I was all about gangster films, Martin Scorsese, right. Godfather, um, Japanese horror, Requiem for a Dream, stuff that was not about... Um, no pink in any of those no films. No pink, no, not at all. Not, one, not even Pink Carnation. Uh, Ali, what are your thoughts? Sorry. Let's go to Helen, actually, first. I know I get Helen first. Helen, what are your thoughts on Legally Blonde? Me. So I had a friend who was really, really into this film but I can't remember when so I've I'd seen it quite a few times probably not long after it came out but I haven't seen it in years wow there is a lot of pink in <laughs> a lot of pink um there's a few things that I'd obviously kind of glossed over which we'll talk about in in depth probably but it, it's it's very sweet. Reese Witherspoon is very bubbly mm. and it's got a lot of warmth in it. And it's basically believing yourself is it is quite is kind of key message. Um, it's it's, it's aged okay-ish a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, it just really kind of showcases what a performer she is. And it's, it's hard not to kind of enjoy some of the silliness about this film. Yeah. I think... When I first watched it, I didn't have any. I didn't come to it in any way other than I'd been told it was actually really good. And I, I know this sounds unbelievable, but I remember not thinking it was a girly film or like a film for girls or anything like that. I remember just thinking someone saying, "Actually, it's really good. You should just watch it." Mm. And I, I think I watched it at school. Like we used to have sometimes we used to like watch movies. Sometimes I don't know when it was, but we watched it. You know, I was about fourteen or something. And uh, Reese Witherspoon, let's just say it flat out aces this the tone the line you have to walk in this character mm. because what we found watching it together didn't we is how amazing it is in terms of not female empowerment alone but how they're actually the jokes aren't about necessarily how stupid they are it's not done in a mean way it's done that they're very cutesy but they're all behind each other and they, everyone the sorority is actually really positive and they're just getting along and trying to work with each other and support each other. There's no cat fighting or any of that kind of cliched nonsense that you so often see in sorority style movies. It's just positivity. And if you work hard enough, you'll get it. Yes, there's chihuahuas and pink and whatever, but 
I just remember thinking, this is funny. And I think, honestly, she has to do such a lot of work to make that humour roll. I, I think I think she's amazing in it. I think with this, I I had nothing against this film when it first came out. I was I liked your Clueless. I liked um, high school films. So for me, this was just a, well, a university set film. I was just like, well, let's, let's watch it. I wasn't expecting anything from it. Um, and on the second time rewatching, I was like, oh, it takes a while to get to the point where it gets a bit more like meaty because it, I think it takes a while. There's a lot of time spent her, with her and the Valley Girls, where I think a lot of people could be turned off by the film because they don't, they're not into the joke yet. They're not all the joke or the main kind of gist of the plot. So I think I'm sure a lot of people maybe turned off after the first kind of 25, 20, half an hour of the film. But it does reward perseverance, I think. Um, and I think Reese Witherspoon is, is great. I think she's fantastic in more recent things like uh, Big Little Lies. I think she's absolutely outstanding in that. And what she's doing now with uh, the films that she's involved in has definitely come from the work that she's done here. And I think a lot of people would have written her off as just being a kind of bubbly kind of actor. But I think what you're saying, Ali, is like walking that tightrope, that, that fine line of that, that kind of acting, the performance that she's doing isn't that easy. It's, not, no. just a, it's the, not just a bubbly performance. It's like emotion and showing that she has got that kind of uh, tenacity, which doesn't really shine a lot of these films that come through. So I think she's fantastic in it. Elle Woods is an amazing character. Can I just, before we go on any further, just remind everyone that the joke title, the film's title, is a pun <laughs> on the phrase and the term legally blind. When you think about that, ah. it's bananas. Like, they went, what should we call this film? What's about this very seemingly ditzy, but actually very clever, hardworking, intelligent person that gets on with people like a house on fire. Um, she's blonde? Law? Legally blonde? Yep. <laughs> yep, well, dinner now. Nailed it. <laughs> Is it as good as the Martha um, in Batman vs Superman, where they kind of put the pens down and walked away? Yeah, that's it. Well, work here is done. I think the the whole the, the strand that I still kind of found hard to take was the I need to be married to be happy. I know that turns around, but well, that's more towards the end, isn't it? But I still find that being in this day and age is that, is that what you meant by Helen? Where you said it's perhaps a bit. Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten that the whole reason she goes to law school is so that she can become the person that her ex-boyfriend supposedly wants yeah and not because she wants to go to law school because she's intelligent so i kind of forgot so it is a, a little bit sort of sad in in that way but she kind of realizes that he's a douchebag and she's better off without him quite soonish after she arrives so yeah you can kind of let that one slide a little bit for its time um and if you compare it to other romantic comedies at that time yeah. They were much worse. I remember watching the first time where you had the kind of the Me Too incident where I'm sure I didn't, I, I probably just glossed over it without even thinking about it, where that's, the professor comes on to her. Um, oh, yeah. And, but this time watching it's like, oh, fuck. This is, it's those kind of things where you, you now where these things are more apparent, you, you do understand what it's just been, it's just been latent in that all, a lot of our, our media and a lot of uh, workplaces. Um, and we saw Breakfast Club um, was brought onto the podcast and someone talked about the, the Me Too incident in that where um, Ali he looks up, he looks up uh, Ali Sheedy Ali Sheedy um, Molly Ringwald he looks up Molly Ringwald's uh, skirt and bites her inside thigh or you're not sure what happens again the first time watching it or the first few times watching it, you don't realise that what's going on there but in modern times recent times you're like dude that is so far beyond the pale it's mm. it's um, ridiculous so it's I think it does reserve, it does really 
encourage rewatching it and um, readjusting, reevaluating some of the things you see on the screens. Can I just double check when this film came out? 2001. It's funny how things have changed. Mm. Well, I mean, what do you guys think when you saw that um, in recent, in the most recent rewatch with that the professor coming onto her? Did that shock you, or did it make you um, think, oh, it's part of the course? half of the course I feel All like right. <laughs> well now I think like we've seen it like you say it's been in in lots of films and this was like in 2001 I think yeah I'm not surprised it's mm. sad but I'm not surprised that it was there one of the biggest plot points in American Psycho when we rewatched that wasn't the one of the things that got me the most wasn't the fact there's blood going everywhere it was him being abusive towards uh Chloe Savinia, his secretary and like saying you know you need to wear better clothes to make your body pop or things like that they were the things that made me th- like take a a second look at the at the film. Obviously, that's part of the character, but I don't remember those. I think it was me reevaluating myself when I first watched those, thinking, "Oh, that's fine. That's what happens." But now, yeah. um, I think the the thing that I was a little bit disappointed about the most about this is the bend and snap movement, which could easily have not been in it because it kind of does so well <laughs> to go you know this is one who's studied really hard and you know they've, they've struggled to make friends but they're they're really trying and then it it goes all the way down to oh well if you want to get a guy then you you do this and then there's that weird kind of dance thing and it's a bit like hmm it's a bit strange kind of not really remembered that one so I'm not sure about that moment in it I think the bendance that was the thing I remembered the most <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I definitely agree with you um, but I think I really like this film and I'm trying to find a way of giving it a pass in saying that she was trying to empower women without confidence mm. if that yeah. was a way to do it. So I do agree with you that when that came around, I was like, oh, this is this is a shame. shame yeah. However, <laughs> um, yeah, for the other characters, I suppose it's not without a positive. But I thought, I mean, this is obviously um, talked about in relation to Clueless quite a lot, which mm. is another film I'm a huge fan of. Um you know, and the idea of subverting the ditzy blonde concept. And I, you know, I think Warner says, I need a Jackie, not a Marilyn, you know, and I just thought um, it's great. And that that's, that's part of it. And it's like, it was like a modern, um, a modern film that plays with that idea of of that stereotype and not just being blonde, but being a woman as well and being dismissed for your appearance. What you look like, yeah. Yeah. I would say about the bend and snap thing, and it isn't my position to make that point, really, but she can do what she wants. <laughs> and then, I mean, is that a weird thing to say? No. I remember just thinking, yeah, maybe for now it's a bit off, but I was like, good for you. And like Ali says, she just did it entirely with a massive heart, just going, you're not very confident, this is my little cheeky trick to make you feel confident. And she reminds me of characters like Mr. Smith from Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and um, Forrest Gump. She's just got this gigantic heart Mm. and just wants everyone to be happy. She's a colossal people pleaser, but all she wants, despite all of her money and privilege and everything else, the nice clothes and dresses, despite all of the appearances of her being a rich, entitled nightmare, is just a good person. And I love those cinematic cliches of the pure heart of gold person Mm. because they're just amazing. You're just fascinated by her disarming everyone. They all have these impressions of her, Selma Blair, you name it. They go, I know what you are. I'm putting you in that box. And she's like, well, I don't care. Well, she does, but she's too pure for it to really affect her. Because every single shot outside of the surrounds, every single shot she is 
almost like an outcast, isn't she? She's there in the in the first day of law school. She's wearing pink. She's got the little um, kind of ribbon and stuff like that on the back of a pen with a big smile. And everyone's like, <laughs> who's this? Or every single step of the way, she's undermined or um, people don't rate her from the start. And she just, with like I said, with a big, pure heart, she overwhelms people, even like Selma Blair, who was her main kind of nemesis, I guess, during mm-hmm. the film, because she's the one that's taken Warner's heart. Yeah. Uh, I think that's such kudos to Reese Witherspoon, though, that she really sells that and she really makes you care about her. Um, And I also like that she sits there with all her pink and her fluffy pen. You know, I watch that and I love that because I keep thinking, oh, if that was me, I'd be conforming, I'd be trying to fit in. And there's something so liberating about watching her going, nope, this is how I am and I don't have to do that and really succeeding in it. There's a great bit where she um, she gives him the CV and he goes, it's pink. And she goes, it's scented too. <laughs> she goes, I think she says, um, it gives it a little something extra, don't you think? And it's just, and then yeah, they both fun. smell it. And she like, just thinks, yeah. she thinks of stuff. Yeah. She's prepared. She's diligent. Yeah. I think, okay, imagine a world where Legally Blonde, she wasn't like this ditzy kind of like thing, like in appearances. She was a goth. And like Ali's saying, I'm going to wear this makeup. My nails are going to look like this. Mm. This is me. And I love that about her. This is me. Yeah. I think also, just in lines like you mentioned there, I think actually the script for this film is is really tight. I, I actually, I think I take your point to what you're saying about it taking a little while to get through the Valley Girls. But for me, that Valley Girls setup was quite important. And like Ali touched on, I remember watching it now, taking real joy in how supportive they were of each other. Because I think there's been so many films mm-hmm. that are about like the bitching and the backstabbing. And I was watching this going, oh, they're they're all just getting on and having a really lovely time. So, um, yeah, I just think the script is really tight and I think she delivers all those lines brilliantly. Um, There's one I enjoyed that she said to, um, is it Stifler's mum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing too. Yeah, Yeah, and she says, I taught Bruiser to shop online. I think I can handle Congress. (laughs) And just just, whips them out and walks off and I love it. I just, yeah. Well, let's talk about the rest of the cast because you've got Jennifer Coolidge, Selma Blair, um, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, Ali Lata. I do have a big thing for one of the actors in this film. You do. Summer Blair. <laughs> no. Uh, I forget his name. Matthew I get... Davis. Oh, he's so gorgeous. <laughs> Who's Matthew Davis? He is, he's Warner. He's oh, okay. such a hunk of man, man. He's Warner um, and he's Alaric in The Vampire Diaries, which is one of my favourite TV shows. Um, Never seen an episode. And I managed to get Ali hooked on it, but I don't actually think it was me. I think you just saw Alaric and was like, hello. Dreamboat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was actually quite funny going back and watching this and see him being young and a bit of a dick. Yeah. So that was quite fun. Yeah. So what, I mean, what are these guys up to? Ali Lart have not seen since Heroes. No, um, which is a shame. Summer Blair. Like Selma Blair um, has been putting out about three or four films a year since this. Um, And I don't actually, I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think any of them have actually been like that successful. She's obviously done Hellboy, which is probably one of the more recognisable titles. But other than that, I mean, I was looking down her list going, I haven't seen any of these. Well, the only one I could think of was Cruel Intentions, which was another... That's before. Was it before this? Yeah, it was three years before this. Wow. Um, and Luke Wilson, both the Wilsons have disappeared. Luke Wilson is well, currently no, in Zombieland too. Luke oh, Wilson true. is trying to sell you sofas. Yes, he is lying on a sofa, telling you um, sofas what? are good. Is on it in- DFS? No, it's it's. I think it's. Is it not sofa dot com or sofa world or One something? One of them. I haven't yeah. seen it. I think the most notable thing he did for me since this was to appear in that 70s show, which is also one of my oh, favourite yeah, TV true. shows. Oh yeah, that's true. He was um, Kelso's older brother. That's so right. Played by. Aston Kutcher. Aston Kutcher. Okay. Yeah. So that that's was the only person I know from that 70s show. So it. Has to be. Grace. 
Um, Mila Kunis? Um, oh, it was Mila Kunis just, in it. Just a couple of small oh, yeah. names there. See, how the, how's that 70s show produced people? But uh, Legally Blonde hasn't, apart from Reese Witherspoon. Eh, these things happen. <laughs> uh, can we just go back to the scented paper? Yeah, paper. Yeah. So a friend of mine who's on the junket circuit is somebody called Lucy, and she won't mind me telling you this, but we were both on uh, for about four minutes. You know what these things are like? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But, you know, Notting Hill, where there's like that junket setup where you go to a hotel and you have like a very small period of time to ask the star some questions about the movie. Anyway, so it was for that film that everyone forgets the name of that starred Oprah, Reese Witherspoon... Oh, the fantasy fairy one. Exactly. Um, and anyway, the, the important part of this story... The Abe DuVernay one. Yes, that's right. Okay. The most important part of this story is, forget about the movie, <laughs> is that Reese Witherspoon was in the room mm. and Lucy had done her media... She'd done her big, big dissertation on feminism and Legally Blonde. And so she went up and actually gave her the dissertation to wow. Reese Witherspoon and said... I know I shouldn't do this, words that affect, but here it is, right? Maybe she didn't even say that. I think she just went, I did a dissertation on your work on Legally Blonde and I think you're amazing. And uh, so Reese Witherspoon, who's just obviously a consummate professional and super polite and wonderful and all the rest, goes, oh, thank you so much, smells it and goes, is this scented? <laughs> and Lucy goes, yeah. Oh, That's amazing. amazing. You can check that online. It went viral and then everyone retweeted it. It was oh. this whole thing. Um, well, with that, let's go to the scores. So welcome to the Flix Watcher scores. All of our scores are out of five and you may have decimal places if you wish. And we will start with you, Ali, with the recommendability, please. I am going to give it 4.8. Boom. I don't want to go all the way to five because there are people I would not recommend this film to. Um, who, who are these people? Why would, what, what caveat? Do I have to say? They don't like pink. <laughs> Pinkophobes. Um, I just think um, I've made a couple of mistakes recently. You'll know, you'll know who I mean. Um, recommending films, I'm sure people would like, mm. and they've just backfired. So I'm just being slightly cautious in, as to not say everybody. What, what were they like. sort of out of interest? Just curious. what sorts of films? They were comedies. Um, They're the tough ones, comedies. Yeah, and I've decided actually I don't know everyone's sense of humour, even if we like laugh together in real life. What mm. people like Com- laugh at comedies on very tricky to yeah. get right with people. But I this this to me is one. I also just think there's such a novelty to this, like year 2000, 2001. This is such a blast from the past now that I think, go on, you're doing the ironing, you're doing whatever, folding some shirts, whatever it is. (laughs) I describe this like Hugh Grant's movies are really good housework films. And there's something about this one where I'd be happily dusting the top of a shelf. Well, that's going to pay the engagement score, I think, there. Um, What's your recommended birth score? I think with Ali, I'm going to give it 4.78. Um, I just think this is a really fun film that actually asks you quite a lot of questions and I don't want to overanalyze it too late but I just think it's really sweet and big-hearted and I think it says more like Elwood's mm. than you might think Helen? Um, I'm going to give this a solid four um, I mean it's it's it sips along really nicely with Witherspoon is really fun in it and it, it does just really hammer that believe in yourself and you know if you stick to your guns and stay with what you think is right then you know that's going to reward you um, a couple of things didn't sort of it's a little bit old or gays no designer shoes and um, problematic mm. yeah. yeah there's there's some bits like that which some people will, will not forgive it 
for its time and then there'll just be people who will just be like oh, I'm just not going to watch a film with a woman who carries a chihuahua around in a handbag um, but that to me I is know. is the point that's what I like is people go I'm not, <laughs> not going to watch it it's got a girl with a chihuahua on her bag and I go well then there you go it's not for you um, I'm going to go for I'm going to join you Helen on a four I think it's the satire is will not not reach people in the first kind of 25 minutes I think and that's why I have to explain just say keep going keep going because then it become it'll become like a sledgehammer and hit you overhead I agree <laughs> some people won't get it uh, when we started playing on it press play on it we both immediately went oh yeah look how quickly it's taking the mick out of what you're thinking mm. yeah <laughs> no, I was just suddenly thinking of Clueless and I was thinking how much faster mm. actually Clueless gets to it. And well, and therefore I do sort of take your point a bit, actually. Well, Clueless does have the advantage of being based on, you know, one of Austin's yeah. finest books. So yeah. there's an element the of material is a bit it's a really though. tight structure that you're just following like a kind of Shakespeare play. Whereas this is kind of doing its own thing. Mm. But I do agree. Obviously, you're absolutely right. Repeat viewing score. How many times have we seen this? This was only my second, actually. Second. I would watch it again multiple times in my lifetime. I think it's an easy watch. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go for four. Uh, the other film I was trying to think of was Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, as a nice. film, that I've only watched it once because um, I think that was one of the films I wrote off thinking, Lisa Kudrow, uh, no, nah, she's probably not. It reminds me of the comeback. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's for me. Um, well, but it was really, really cool. Really, really cool film. And I think if you like Legally Bond, I definitely recommend going and seeing Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. I think there's a lot of, a lot of big heartedness in that as well. Um, sorry, repeat. So you've seen it twice. Yes, and I would see again. So Multiple I'm going to give it a four. Ali. I'm going to give it a four as well, if you don't mind me copying you. I just think this is so easily watchable. And yeah, I just think it's really good fun. Yeah, I think it's an easy four. Helen? I, I don't quite know how many times. I've definitely seen it more than three, probably. But not for a very, very long time. It is, it is pretty easy to watch. It's, it's an hour and 36 minutes. Um, but watching this, I was also reminded of how good Election is. Oh, yeah. Ah, which came before this very different tone mm. yeah. um, Alexander Payne yes yeah um, so I think I would rather go back to that than watch this again so I'm going to give it 2.5 this is film for me it's a bit like eating a big bag of Haribo it's like <laughs> ah go on keep going keep going <laughs> I know this is great let's have a go have some of that. So this is like when you're thinking and you're not sure what to watch. Netflix puts it in front of your face. And you, and you go, kind of go. Let's you have know it. what? Yeah. And then yeah. it suggests Legally Blonde too. What so Red Wine Blonde. Blonde. That's it. Yeah. Has anyone seen any sequels? I have no. seen the second. I've not seen. <laughs> you have. You have seen the second. One. Have, yeah. What? How does that? Because already we've kind oh. of dismissed the second one. In. I've just not watched it, so yeah. I, I'm dismissing it because I have no comments to make. I think I even saw that at the cinema. She, she goes to Reese? Washington, doesn't she? She goes somewhere mm -hmm. to it, I don't know why. And um, Luke Wilson is still in it, I think. But I think he's only in it a small part. Is Reese Witherspoon still yeah, the main one? she's still okay. the main one in There's making a third one, apparently. It's coming out next year. Oh, I thought there already was a third or, one. I don't no, they've not made no. it yet, no. But I think there mm -hmm. is, but a, according to Wikipedia, it's That will be out. a very tricky needle to thread right now. There'll be a musical. There's a musical out as well. Has anyone seen a musical? No. 
Uh, why, why would it be a tricky needle to thread? Well, we're looking at this character through 2019 glasses. Mm. I think we're enjoying it in part because the year 2000 slash 2001 was both yesterday and a long time ago. Sure. So it's like watching something from the 70s, if you'll follow my logic here, where you go, well, that was that time. Mm. So I'm enjoying this in a kind of kitschy way, as well as her being kitchen in herself. To have that character now, what is that character now? Like, who is she? Mm. But she is just... She is just her, though, and that's the joy of it, isn't it? But that will, it, she could be that now. Will she still be like, I need a man to make me? And that, I mean, obviously they're solved by that by the end of this film, but will there still be some kind of not acceptable points of view from her relatively traditional upbringing? Because she is quite conservative with a small c. Like, she's, at least to begin with, quite homely. And is that where they'll want the character to remain? I'd like to see how she's evolved, is what I'm saying. Because I think she's a tricky one for now. Girly girls, if you don't mind the phrase, aren't seen. Not in cinema. When has there ever been anyone quite like Elwood's? On screen. In the past two, three years. Because it has has changed a lot into, like, say, the the Big Little Lies kind of storyline. And um... You have real characters that feel real. Elle does not feel real. She feels, like, godlike. She's angelic. Let's have a think about that. Um, repeat for score for me. Um, I'm not going to see this that much. I think obviously I want to see Clueless again. Yes. Now I haven't seen Clueless for a we long time. We saw that quite recently, didn't we? We saw that back to back with um, Heather's. Was oh, it, there you go. Was yeah. it a PCC and, pajama party? And mean Girls. Yeah, that yeah. was great. That was. Good. See, that's that's a great that's a great triple bill. Clueless has aged Prince so Charles. well. Love yes. you guys. Everything about Absolutely. it 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 doesn't feel. It could have been made like a year ago, mm. but set in the 90s. Mm. It's, yeah. it's so good. That is a similar thing of, well, 90s. <laughs> you know what I mean? But flannel's coming back. Lots of people wearing flannel. Wearing a great shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a two. Um, small screen score. Ali. So I was going to... <clears throat> I was going to go with something quite high, and I think I still am, but... Um, it's so bright and fun. I do think there is something to watching it on the big screen. Um, but I feel like that's all really that there is. So I think it, it is still perfect for a small screen watch. So I will give it a four. Mm. But you will enjoy it more on the big screen. Ali? I'll give it four and a half, I think. Helen? Um, I think seeing this in, the, in a big screen for me would be... A, bit too much and I was really surprised that the soundtrack is really really awful which I think just is a product of its time for that yeah, music the clueless soundtrack was like de facto cool. like legendary status soundtrack wasn't it yeah whereas this just I don't think benefits from the time that it came out for what pop music was doing what songs are on it can I don't remember any songs from this very loud and horrible ones mm. I did not enjoy this the songs in it I thought it could have had a better song me. um so yeah, I'm going to give it a five. I think think it works fine on the on the small screen. Um, I'm going to go with a four actually with Ali. I think if it was a Prince Charles triple bill, yes, with, started with Clueless, had this in the middle, and finished off with Romeo Michelle or Heather's, I'd be happily watching it all the way through. And I think the way that Prince Charles works, I think there'd be so many people who love so many bits of it that I didn't really get, and that would help me to. Um, get involved in it I don't think if it was a reissue in the standard cinema I don't think it'd be as interesting but I think at the Prince Charles where people would properly get into it I think it'd be quite fun to watch so I'm going to give a slightly lower small screen score although I don't think there's anything cinematic that draws you uh, into it 
I think just the, the fun shared experience would be would be good at the PCC. So I'm going to give it a four. Engagement score, Ali. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I try very hard to not to do anything else when I watch films, whatever films they are. So I'm always trying to be as engaged in po- as possible. But I have to say, I think if you are the sort of person that likes to multitask, mm-hmm. you could do with this film and not necessarily miss loads so i'm going to give it 3.7 you could make a couple of cups of tea in this movie Mm. you definitely could yeah for sure ali i'll give it three yeah but i think that's not to its that's not trying to disrespect it no um no it's fine i could definitely put some stuff away on the shelves as this was going on in the background yeah so the same a three um this this isn't a film that relies you to remember the key plot points i mean you can kind of guess where it's going which again isn't that's not a bad thing about it it's that it does zip along and you can kind of like just kind of like you know sit there and not have to think so is it if you were hungover then this film oh would be fine you <laughs> could just like get your haribo yeah. and i get haribo that's what this is <laughs> you, i'll you have a heart the then sofa. i'll have a fried egg and then yeah. the ring thing put it in your finger and then like <laughs> yeah. chew on it yeah ideal that that kind of thing where you you can just your brain doesn't have to think too much you're so um, right this is, is a hangover movie yeah. so right but that's a good thing but it doesn't require a hundred percent i can also say i really enjoyed her uh, seeing the iBook on screen Yes. Or oh, the clamshell kind of yeah. casing, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for, yeah, three as well, I think. The, um, when me and my wife are watching films or TV shows, there's kind of the TV shows where if I get up and do something, we've got like an open plan kitchen. If I get up and do something, I put a kettle on, I, you know, if I'm really into it, it's like, can you just pause it? But this is like a non-pauser. It's just like, keep yeah, it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep it going. Just go, and, go into the bedroom to pick something up. No, keep it going. It's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely That's fine. a good barometer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me a bit of when we watched My Best Friend's Wedding. I could pop the loo. Yeah, but I was pausing it because you hadn't seen it. And I couldn't believe you were just walking out the room. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he does Missing the great moments. Yeah. But, you're, but you're evidently quite happy with just like, I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. Whatever yeah. happens, I'll be fine. That's, that's your attitude where I'm very, I tell him to pause. Right. And when I leave, mm. him, pause it, I don't know what I'm going to miss. So yeah, but you're pausing Project Runway. You're pausing all sorts. I pause everything mm. because you don't know what you're going to miss. You're right. You are right. You're very cavalier with your watching. Uh, with these kind of like 90s, early 90s kind of relatively disposable fun things, I am oh. a little bit flippant, for we, sure. We should do my best friend's wedding. Yeah, we should. Well, I'm have here. You, have you yeah. guys done that before? We haven't. Is it on Netflix? It yeah. was, yeah. It was. Well, it is some very interesting, I mean, 2019 glasses again. Definitely. I've never seen that, actually. I there haven't either. Go. Or neither, oh, neither that nor Big Fat Greek Wedding. Why I've did, seen Wedding Singer. Why don't you suggest that to your next people on? We'll, well get you to suggest people and, right. and, and then make them force them to take that or um, or um, part of the deal. Yeah, excellent. Uh, we have an overall score of three point seven six seven five zero, which is pretty decent. I think it's the repeat viewing score that took it down a couple of notches. Maybe from me, I reckon. But that's a decent. That's a decent yeah, film, isn't it? Yeah, I think over three point five is pretty strong. So yeah. As always, guys, we go out to the people on Twitter. We're reviewing Legally Blonde uh, with Ali YB and Ali Plum. Have you seen it? Give us your thoughts for an on-air shout-out on Flixwatcher and give us a five-star review, a review of five stars. And we had a fairly hefty response for this one. This film has been seen. This is a Mm. beloved movie. People love it. Um, Ali, can you take us leads off for the first one? 
Yeah, so Death by Film Pod gives it four stars and says, unironically entertaining and a solidly unique rom-com. Would you put rom-com in there? There is uh, some romance. Yeah, but I don't think I would class it as a rom-com. I don't think of it as one. I just think of it as a comedy. I think that was like an incidental bit with her getting together with it kind of Yeah, it starts off like that because that's her whole goal. And then it's almost as if they're like, oh shit, we forgot that mm. this meant to be a love interest. Mm. We'll just, uh, Luke Wilson, it'll be fine. It reminds <laughs> me a tiny bit of that 500 Days of Summer, like Fatal Flaw, where the whole premise is you don't need a guy to define you or any other human being to make you happy. And that's the end of the sentence. Mm. Then it ends ends with oh uh, this is girl called autumn yeah like there's a little bit of that here we go i really would have liked you to have just been you yeah but then you know what he's an awesome guy and if he makes you happy then great yeah and is it bad of me to say that actually i just liked her and i wanted her to be happy exactly and, great. and it's like it doesn't have to be an anti-feminist thing it no just, just you're you yeah <laughs> she likes the guy also Luke Wilson, yeah. a nice and i think that's why i don't think it's i don't feel it's a rom thing because you set up we had the first chat in the i don't know quadrangle whatever it is and they meet and there's a bit like oh i quite fancy you from luke's side she doesn't really recognize him mm. and then at the end of the film he's just been someone that she can kind of depend on and be like he he listens to her yeah. and he, he yeah. tells her to believe in what she says and he potentially could make a bad career move by deciding to like step up and support her because obviously she's not a qualified lawyer. So he does support her in that way before they have like the romance. Mm. So that's that's kind of interesting yeah. as well, that yeah, bit. Because she gets dismissed by um oh, the dad the and alias Jennifer Garner's dad and alias I can't remember his name <laughs> Callahan or something it, yes um, you know when she comes comes into the courtroom and says oh oh he's gay about the witness she yes. just gets dismissed, dismissed by the older guy and it's Luke Wilson that listens and goes oh I'll keep figure going it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've got faith in you that you'll yeah. like you said before that well a gay guy wouldn't know their shoes is a, is a gay yeah, I that mean was, that is a problem but yeah. it's just one of those films I don't think you can put this in a box it's just a legally wrong movie. It's got movie. too much heart in it. Yeah. If it didn't have that heart and if it didn't start off so bubbly and optimistic, then it'd be easier to pick apart. But, yeah. it, it's, you know, those things, unfortunately, were kind of mm. jokes then. Um, not so much now, but the, the believe in yourself and that, the you know, your friends and having that conviction is still its message. Um, sorry, the second one, Ali. Uh, what Were They Thinking podcast says uh, three and a half stars. It's a lot of fun. Reese is super charming and the ending doesn't age super well. Uh, we have kind of discussed that as well. Um, it's breezy. Uh, sorry. It's a breezy fun time though. Three and a half stars. Breezy is a good word. Helen. Um, tasteless podcast. Five stars. Obviously, Reese is perfect, but the rest of the cast is so ace. Ali Lata, Linda Cardellini, Selma Blair, Jennifer Coolidge, Holland Taylor, Jessica Coffey, I don't know who she was on it, and Alana Allback, all incredible. Did they give any stars? Uh, five stars. All of them. No mention of Alaric. No, five stars was the first five thing. Stars. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, who is Linda Cardellini in it? She's, she's someone... Chutney. <laughs> yes, what a great name for a character. <laughs> With an amazing firm. Yes, and undone by her lack of hair knowledge. Mm. In fact, I think I, sorry, I wrote that. Um, is it Linda Carnalini who's utterly fantastic in that Netflix drama yes, Dead to Me yes and also in ER is she in ER as well she is, yeah. she's is, she, is she Hawkeye's yes uh, wife she is, yeah. oh yeah she said the rules of hair care are finite any Cosmo girl would know that so I thought that was great I noticed uh, Luke Wilson's not on that list he, I think I feel he's just oh. can't be asked anymore is it because Luke Wilson is always Luke Wilson I don't know. I get the feeling that some people just kind of go, I don't really want to. 
I don't know. Do any more? I think and when Wes Anderson stopped hiring him, mm. he didn't really. Weren't they? Weren't they buds though? Weren't they just doing stuff together anyway? And he, well, him and Owen Wilson were the they, they wrote the triple bottle rocket, yeah, rocket and um, Tenenbaums and Rush, who wrote Rushmore? They wrote that, yeah. But anyway, they worked a lot more closely, and then bringing in my little brother kind of thing. And I don't know. <laughs> I watched a lot of films they were in together when they made films together. Um, and Alan, you want to take the last one? Uh, Cutaway's podcast says it's great and gives it all of the stars with a really lovely Charlize Theron gif. She's one of my faves, so. She could be in Legally Blonde 3. She's actually playing one of those high-powered type uh, besuited characters. In the gif? In the gif, which is from Longshot, which I thought was a surprisingly great film. Yeah, also she's in Bombshell coming out uh, early next year. Unrecognisable in the trailer. I know, amazing, amazing. I don't know. But not this film. She's not in this, in case you were confused. No. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for picking Legally Blonde. Can you sign off by telling everyone where they can find you online? Yes, so I'm Ali Wybrew. You can follow me at uh, at Ali Wybe on Twitter or at Ali Wybrew on Instagram. Uh, My name's uh, Ali Plum again. Uh, I'm at Ali Plum on Instagram and Twitter. I have a podcast called Ready One Screen Time. Probably mentioned it already. And yeah, I'm also somewhere on YouTube as well. If you want to give my name a Google uh, to... see interviews of me or rather me interviewing other people it's been a long day i'm so sorry (laughs) it's all fine i'm talking garbage thank you so much guys thank you thanks for coming on Bye. 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 bye enjoyed this episode of flicks watcher podcast why not leave us a five-star review on itunes you can also follow us at flicks watcher pod on twitter and we're at flicks watcher on instagram Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood Audio. Tell them Flix Watcher sent you. just heard a stripped media production.